Welcome to the 24 Stories podcast that aims to educate, inspire and help build brands. I'm your host, Stephen Ryan, founder of 24 Stories, and I'll be joined each week by guests from a variety of industries, here to tell you how they built their brands. And also a big thanks to this week's show sponsor, iTrolley.ie, who have come on board to sponsor this episode. iTrolley is an online marketplace that offers thousands of products and a broad range of services. And they're down at Lyland, and you can find out more about them on iTrolley.ie. I'm a bit, a bit selfish with this conference because I choose topics that I'm really interested in myself all the time. So it gives me an opportunity to find out kind of uh, core elements of marketing and kind of success stories here in Ireland. And one of those topics that I've always been interested in is this whole area of tribes. And I know sometimes people are a bit, for pardon the word, a cock word, allergic to the word tribes in marketing. But Seth Gordon has always spoken about tribes as building a community. But it's not like a community like the tidy towns. It's a community that are really passionate. And in some ways, they're nearly like a community that will do anything that you tell them. They really love what you do, all of that. I've assembled four great examples of that today. The first of which is a brand that has come on the horizon and has really grown a lot over the last couple of years. For once, I think we have what I would call a really cool Irish retail brand that's on the up. And the great news is that two of the co-founders are from Cork and the CEO is a Cork man. And Niall Horgan, fill us in. Where did the name Jim Plus Coffee come from? Yeah. Well, thanks so many for having me here this morning. We're a clothing brand with a very weird name um, because we don't have a gym and we don't really do coffee. So it's confusing right from the start <laughs> for our customers. Kind of backtrack maybe sort of two, two to three years ago where the idea came from and why we started it. As you mentioned, we started with two friends of mine, not a Cork guy and a, and a dub we picked up along the way. The two guys have been living in Australia and... With work, I was spending a lot of time in California, and I think what we saw over there was a sort of quite an obvious change in the lifestyles people were living, and people were very passionate about their health, uh, really into their fitness, and they were using uh, exercise as a way of socializing with each other. And certainly, you could see that start to really take off here in Cork and Dublin and Ireland as well. And it was something we were very passionate about as well. Um, so we thought you know, we wanted to be to create a brand that represented this kind of lifestyle movement uh, here in Ireland. So the idea behind the strange name was that we feel two of the most important things in life to spend your time on is exercising and socializing. So the gym represents that exercise piece, the coffee, the social part of it, and, you know, the plus pulls them all together. So we wanted to, as I say, be a, a brand that represented this lifestyle. And we thought that a, a good place to start was, I guess, the uniform that people wear while they're, you know, living this life. We were just speaking about it there, how, how you know, clothing is becoming a lot more casual these days, even around, uh, around the office. And there's big international players in this athleisure category. You know, you've got your Canadian brands, your American brands, your Australian brands, but there didn't seem to be an Irish brand representing the, that movement here in Ireland. So uh, we said, let's start with kind of clothing. We launched in January 2017 and spent about the first kind of nine or 10 months of 2017 doing it part-time roll on to where we where we are now um it's been kind of a, a roller coaster of, of, of a few years but luckily um things have gone really well for us um and we've kind of grown to um to being full-time we've, we've, we've 32 uh 32 incredible uh, team members we've an online uh kind of community of about eighty thousand. 
uh, with uh, four stores. So, but you're more than just a retailer mm. in that you're different. So I can't think of any other retailer in Ireland that organizes Pilates classes, yoga, runs on the beach. Yeah. So where did that come from? Right from the beginning, we 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 really focused on not. You know, it, it sounds kind of cliche, but not just being a business, but really trying to talk about what we wanted to, to create and what we wanted to encourage people to do. And that's, that's exercising and, and socializing. And that was sort of difficult at the beginning because we started as an online, an online brand. So while we were talking about it, we felt kind of guilty that we weren't practicing what we, what we preach essentially. So what we, what we decided to do to kind of counteract that is, is, is create opportunities. Uh, for people to come to exercise and to socialize. And that, that started our first summer. So maybe kind of five, six months after we launched, we were still doing it part time. And somehow, for some reason, we decided it would be a good idea to undertake, uh, this summer stretch series where we, every Sunday morning, we at a new location, we had a new, um, and a different kind of exercise class followed by coffee and chats afterwards. And we did them in Dublin and Wicklow and Cork in Galway. And I don't know how we sort of, we managed it, but it was fantastic. We started with maybe 50 people in the park. By the end, there was maybe 200 people coming out. You know, there was sort of a, clearly an appetite for people, you know, from people wanting these type of, um, you know, these type of uh, events. So for us, it's, it's, it's been right at the heart of everything that we've been doing since in the last two and a half years. We've done, I think, over 80 events now, um, which are big ones in parks to smaller ones in stores where we have we again wanted them to be more than just a sort of shopping experience. We wanted it to feel like a cafe, you can come in for the chats. We saw this kind of abroad and we saw it coming here and we just wanted to be, we wanted to be part of it, you know, so. Now you're a bit like that as well in terms of, so you started with Dundrum, then Mahan, and I think you have one opening in Limerick. Are you looking at data and stuff like that? Are you looking at footfalls or how do you determine where you put your stores? So certainly at the start, I know as you get, you get better, it's, it's probably not great advice, but we were just saying yes to everything and just trying to, trying to kind of hustle and, and make stuff happen. And uh, we always saw ourselves as, a, as an online uh, brand and an online first brand, but there was an opportunity came to do a pop-up store in Dundrum Shopping Centre in Dublin. We kind of thought, look, it might it might be sort of a hugely profitable for us, but it might be a good marketing exercise and give us something else to talk about. And again, it gave us an opportunity to have a physical location where we could interact with our, with our community. So we probably over-invested in it because we were always supposed to be there for two weeks. It was kind of a, it was a stressful two weeks trying to build a store from scratch, you know, essentially that we'd never done before um, and kind of had stupidly said yes to it. We found that like 90% of the, the, the sales that came through the store were new customers for us, so it was a really good acquisition channel. That was the kind of reason we did our, our first store. Our second store, we picked Cork because we're from Cork. There was no other kind of... Uh, uh, kind of data went into that other than that. Don't need any more data. No, <laughs> my, my mom needed somewhere to go. Uh, so, uh, no, it was, but genuinely, like, you know, you know, we said that we knew it was good. We, we really wanted to have our, our, our own store there. So, so that was it. But now we're starting, um, to do a little bit more research. We've got, like, um, we do focus groups. We do proper research into kind of the footfall in these places. And we're starting to get more particular about what our requirements are for stores, the size, the, you know, the, the, the position it is in shopping centers and stuff like that. So we're starting to get a little bit smarter, um, with, with how we do it. So I can't exactly remember what your question was, but <laughs> yeah, we started. I suppose it was the research behind you. Yeah. yeah. At the start, it was very much look, just take opportunities that came, came by. We, we figured, look, we can make something happen here. And then now we're starting to, 
be a bit better, learn from, like it was amazing, for example, like the Dun Drum Store, we only had two weeks to get that ready and it still went well. We had about three or four months to get Matt in point. So already we were able to do a pretty good marketing campaign leading up to it. We had activities all for the first couple of weeks that we were there. I think we had a couple of hundred people queuing up outside and 5,000 people came in the door over the first weekend alone. So it gave us more time to really concentrate on on building buzz about it. And they say one of the big things with Troy is that they always have a figurehead or someone at the front. Was that one of the reasons that recently announced Brian O'Driscoll as a head of community? Yeah. Is it, is it kind of, is it more to push him out there more than you? Or? Exactly, I suppose, to, to your point, there usually is maybe kind of a figurehead with a, with, with, a, with a tribe or something like that. Right from the beginning, we didn't want to be sort of a, a, a kind of a, a founder-led brand. We wanted to be community-led brand, so we've kind of purposely really kept ourselves, you know, kind of behind the curtain at the back. We don't want it to... You, the brand's a lot cooler than I am, basically, so um, we didn't want, to, you know, want that to affect it. But then as it started to grow, we did feel like that there could be an opportunity, and we got, got kind of connected with Brian O'Driscoll, who was a big fan of the brand, a big fan of the gear, and was interested in doing something with us. And again, we felt, let's be authentic here, let's not, you know, try to use them to, to peddle somebody's and, you know, do some autographs in a store or something like that. We said, if community's at the heart of everything that we do, Let's make Brian, who's, who's obviously got his own personality to bring to that, let's make him our head of community for next year and see it. can we raise the, the profile of the brand and the community through him. And, and that's what we did. So again, when we said there was an event on somewhere, we, we'd have our community coming and he was able to, you know, another couple of hundred people would come just to, just to see him, which was, was great. Brian's kind of highlighting some of the amazing smaller communities in Ireland who are doing some pretty cool and pretty um, just inspiring stuff um, through exercising and socialising. So um, it's been great that now we can kind of leverage him while we can kind of keep the brand authentic and we can kind of stay behind closed doors. To ask you all a question, I'd give you a second to think about it, but if you were to give one tip to grow a community that loves what you do, to get customers or to get people to visit your website or whatever, or to listen to a radio station, what's the one tip that you'd, you'd provide other businesses here today? Um, I'd say just like try things. You know, it's easier to kind of kind of keep the keep the ball rolling and kind of start it rolling. So just start doing stuff, and you'll find out then what works oh, a little bit. I mean, exactly. the events that we did now, and luckily that they that they work quite well. But like we had events where we're like in a park and there's four people, and you're like, oh god, you know, and you're trying to make it look good in social media. And, yeah, <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like you kind of you figure out when you know you learn from those kind of things, and we've 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 tried loads of other stuff that hasn't worked, but just just go out and try something. Really, like it's it's never going to be that bad. Like it's uh, just just try something. I would say. Brilliant. Thanks yeah. a million for our panel. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Twenty Four Stories podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and get in touch with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Twenty Four Stories Tribe. I'll be back next week with a brand new guest.